Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I own you stuff at the end of the last game. Do you guys put that up on your uh, in your room at any point this week? Do you bring it up Saturday night? Do you use it as motivation at all? I mean, we're, we're aware of it. It's good to be aware. It is good to be aware. That was Matt Nagy when asked about Aaron Rodgers exclaiming two fans behind the end zone after running in a touchdown last time Packers and Bears met. I own you. To Bears fans everywhere and the Bears organization with a 22-5 and record, playoffs included, against those Chicago Bears in his time as the Packers starting quarterback. The latest chapter in that rivalry, 7:20 kickoff tonight from Lambeau Field on our sister station WBBM 780 and at 4.30 the Bet Rivers pregame show with Mully and Olin Krutz. And Patrick Manley, 4.30, right here on The Score, taking you right up until kickoff. And joining me now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline to talk about that game, he talks about the other team in this rivalry and the ones that will be hosting the Bears tonight in that game. He is the Packer Hall of Famer, the only Packer who I've said I would wear his jersey, the number 36, and I will do that when he's inducted into Canton and I'm invited as part of his entourage for the induction ceremony. It's Leroy Butler joining me now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Leroy, how are you this afternoon? Well, you left one thing out. You said I also had to choose you to induct me into it. All those boxes have to be checked for you to wear the jersey. <laughs> So, I, I will wear it, though. If all those boxes are checked, I, I will put on the green and gold for you, Leroy, for my friend, Leroy Butler. Leroy, you, you, heard, you heard Matt Nagy say we're aware of it when asked about Aaron Rodgers and the Ionu comments last time these two teams played. I'm sure they're aware of it, Leroy. Is there, when you look at these two teams, outside of, you know, something dirty and going back to a, what's, I think, a bygone era and, and an era that precedes you, when things were ugly and got dangerous between the Packers and the Bears on a number of occasions and, and went outside the parameters of football, short of that, is there anything that the Bears can do for, for retribution against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers tonight? Well, I think if you're the Bears and, and if you're the Packers, if you look at that first game fairly and openly, honestly, the Bears had a chance. They made a lot of mistakes. Uh, Fields threw a interception in the end zone. That hurt them. They had a couple times they had the momentum going and it kind of stalled. Kenny Clark played out of his mind for like two series. I mean, not, not being able to run the ball with Montgomery because he didn't play, but Herbert was pretty good. He had 97 yards with a touchdown. So the, it wasn't like it was a big blowout. But I'll say this, most of these rivalry games are always close. If you look at it, all going like the college game. But for the Bears, 
Yeah, I think that would be an appropriate answer from the coach because he can't get get tied up in what the fans think about Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers, you know, thinking about the fans. Because if you look at it, if you go to the internet, he does own them. So you get a chance to fix that. That's why I never, Robbie, I never understood how players get upset when they see a headline or they see something on social media that a fan has said. You determine that. Go out and win the game. That's the best medicine for anything if you don't like what somebody has said. So you think, it sounds like you think the Bears have a chance in this one based on the way things played out last time. And you're right. I mean, the Bears were in it for much of the game and ended up being a 10-point game with the Packers on top, 24-14. to 14. But, Leroy, I was watching that game, and maybe maybe this is just, you know, the from the standpoint of a, a beaten down and demoralized Bears fan because of the way that this season has gone, the way that this rivalry has gone between these two teams. I didn't think it was it was really ever as close as as the scoreboard indicated. And like I said, all said and done, only a ten point difference between the two teams. But I, I, I it seemed pretty clear to me from start to finish that the Packers were the much better team on the football field that day. I think for the most part, uh, Laser, uh, the offensive coordinator, has to understand that you're going back to your rookie quarterback. Put him in position to make plays. And I think, I'm telling you, this year, more than any year, I mean, there's no locks anymore. You can't go into these games thinking these, these teams are going to lay down because, listen, the Detroit the Detroit Lions beat, you know, the Vikings. No one thought that. I mean, if you look at all the quarterbacks who won this year, I mean, the kid, Mike White, you know, when their number one pick was out with the Jets, he won a game. I mean, the Texans beat Tennessee. These are all locks. So I don't think you can go into these games and more say, you know, my team does not have a chance, and they can't because anything can happen. But I think the thing about Matt LaFleur, he prepares his team for the worst possibility. If it's a COVID uh, situation, if it's an injury, they're missing four or five Pro Bowl, all pro guys, and they're still 93 because he keeps them focused. And that's the thing about Mike Nagy has to do. You gotta go one and zero in this league. It's not going like to be honest with you. Probably with the expanded playoffs, if the Bears went out, they'll be in the playoffs. Those are the messages you have to sell your team. Otherwise, once you get down and it's cold, it's a national televised game. The doubt sets in, and yep, you're right. And next thing you know, you lose the game. Well, let me ask you this then. Talking with Leroy Butler, Packers Hall of Famer, Pro Football uh, Hall of Fame finalist once again this year. A thing and get Leroy in this time. Let me ask you this: What kind of game is it tonight? If if the Bears are on the scoreboard or on the on the right end of the scoreboard when all is said and done, is it low scoring, high scoring? Is it Justin Fields doing something special? Is it the Bears' running game dominating the game? How how do you write up a script where the Bears are are on the right end of it after four quarters tonight? I tell you what, uh, Quinn gets three sacks. One is a strip. Somebody picks it up. And if Montgomery has 125 yards rushing and he gets seven catches, he has to have an all-pro game. And you hope that uh, Mason Crowley missed a couple field goals. Next thing you know, it's in the teens. If the Bears, if it's in the teens, like, you know, 17 to 10 or 17 to 7, the Bears got a chance. But if they get into the 30s or even in the 20s, they won't have a chance. They got to go out and play this game on normal rivalries go. You have to throw caution against the wind, fake punts, fake field goals. You got to catch the other team sleeping, especially when they're at home, because you got the crowd, you got everything going. It's a national televised game, and next thing you know, you look up there and say, you know, we're still hanging with this team. 
So if it's in the teens or low scoring, it benefits the Bears. But if it's a high scoring, then you don't want to put Aaron Rodgers up against Justin Fields. They're going to pretty much win that one. Leroy, when when looking at this rivalry and and bigger picture, looking at this rivalry, it didn't. I mean, the dominance didn't start with with Aaron Rodgers, who, as I pointed out, 22 and five with the playoffs included. But it, it goes back to to your days and 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 when Brett Favre was the quarterback, you guys had had almost a, an equal level of dominance over this Bears franchise throughout that era of of Packers and Bears football and this rivalry. But when when you came in, Leroy, things were still pretty even between the two franchises, and then and then you guys started to, to to pull away and make things a little bit more lopsided. As as that went on, as that as that became the case, and, and the Packers, the North, and the Bears, and everybody else, did the rivalry lose any of its intensity for you as players? Because now now having hosted shows on both sides of the border, Leroy. Packers fans, I don't feel like the majority of them really look at the Bears and this rivalry the same way that they used to. Maybe a lot of them will even tell you that the Vikings are a big rival. And, and from the Bears' side of things, it's it's just the air has been taken out of the balloon as far as this rivalry goes because we almost know what to expect when we turn on our TVs tonight and winter and the Packers take the field against this particular Bears team as players, as, as the thing became more lopsided and part of the thing becoming more lopsided, as the years went on, did it lose some of its intensity or was it always Packers-Bears? It would always be Packers-Bears because people, my godmother lives in Kenosha. Her neighbor is a Bears fan. I know people who's married into people, Bears fans, married into Packers fans. It will always be the best history because of family. As a player, when you get home, your nephew may walk in with a Justin Fields jersey because he's 13 years old. He could have been an Ohio State fan. This will never go away. The fans won't let this go away. Y'all, the media can say what they want, but no juice in this game. If you live in Waukegan, it's a big game. If you have Packer fans rock to Illinois and you have Packer fans that come over for Thanksgiving and they got an Aaron Rodgers jersey on or they got a Leroy Butler jersey on, you're thinking, wait a minute, why would you wear that here? Because it's a great rivalry. It would never go away because you're a border state in Illinois and it's fun because the fans make it fun. So, yes, and I'm driving up here as we speak, Rami, and I don't see nothing but Bears flags. So, yes, it is a big deal. Talking with Leroy Butler, the Packer Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist here on the Rami Show as the Bears and the Packers do battle once again tonight on Sunday Night Football. All right, well then, Leroy, we're, we're, we're boys, right? We're, we work together up in Milwaukee. Um, I, I know that you you land on the Packers side of, of this rivalry, but, you know, you, you, you're my boy. So give me a little bit of therapy and, and give Bears fans out there a little bit of therapy do you see in Justin Fields or, or anything else in this Bears organization at, what would be a glimmer of hope for us that, that this thing starts to balance out and, and that somewhere down the road this rivalry is a little bit more competitive than it has been for the last, oh, I don't know, three decades? I think the thing about I think about the Bears, they need their own stadium. they got to figure that out. you got to have a consistent home field, so in the future, they got to figure that out. Put that to a side. Justin Fields has to know who's going to be his coach of the future. Are they going to go out and get one of these young head coaches to run a ride and decide 
you know, spread out offense for Justin Fields, or they're going to extend Magnaggy. He needs to know that. You can't have the direction of the team going because of that Khalil Mack trade. You gave up a lot of draft capital, so you got to almost retool this thing. And if you're not going to bring back Allen Robinson, you got to start to build with weapons. And Montgomery is one of those weapons. Build the offensive line. Let the fan base see there's something coming up the horizon. Because as you indicated, it wasn't that great in the 80s. When I got there in the 90s, I, I remember Brian Noble sat me down and told me about this rivalry. But when Lovey Smith stepped to that podium and said, we want to beat the Packers, that rejuvenated uh, the Bears' whole fan base. They need somebody with that kind of swag that can make you understand if you're beating the Packers, that you're going to probably be in the playoffs. So if they can do that kind of direction, I think the future is going to be bright because Justin Fields, I think, is an up-and-coming running back, but he got to get more weapons. Leroy, give me your best and worst memory of playing in the Packers-Bears rivalry. Oh, best memory, it was a monsoon down there. It was raining, storming, it was on Halloween, and we beat the Bears. I think it was like 32 people in the state, in the stand, but it was great. Another one real quick was Eric Kramer. Uh, they had a flea flicker. A guy runs the ball into the line. He pitched it back to Kramer. He tries to throw a flea flicker. I picked it off at the one-yard line. Robert Brooks, the next play, Brett Favre, okay, hit Robert Brooks on a slant go on Donnell Wolf. I'm sorry, Donnell. But that was one of my best memories. And one that I don't want to talk about, but I have to, was Brian Robinson blocking that kick. You know, just when Walter Payton had passed away. You know, I'm thinking, man, you know, maybe the Bears are back. But I'm going to tell you something. When we got Jim McMahon to come through those doors, and Mongo to join us. It was truly amazing when you could see guys off the field get along, but on the field didn't like each other. But those are some of my best memories. Was there was there any hesitance of accepting those two guys? Because not just Bears. They weren't when you talk about Mongo and you talk about Jim McMahon, those weren't just yeah. Bears. Those were two of the most popular Chicago Bears players in their tenure here, and then and yes. two of the more outspoken and brash Bears players that were here. Was there any any side eye when those guys walked through the locker room for the first time? Zero. Steve McMichael to me is one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. Every time we went out, he would pay for everything. He would just be the first one in the locker room. And he showed me just kind of tricks to be kind of a smart player. And I really didn't know that until a guy comes in on the other side. Jim McMahon, not only did he teach me how to hit a draw on the golf course, but he was just a great guy. We never talked about that. You know how family is. So many people in your family, you may, you may not even like them, but they're on the shirt at the, at the family reunion. You accept them. You know, I don't pick my family. But you know what? When, when Edgar Bennett came down to the Bears, Dick Durant, the Bears, you know, we asked them how was it over there, and they said both teams accepted you, and you that's the way sports is. And a lot of people don't know this, Leroy, but when you guys when you won the Super Bowl and you went to the White House, didn't Jim McMahon yes. wear his, his Bears jersey underneath his, his suit coat? Allegedly, this is a, uh, something happened there, but Jim McMahon will tell that story, but I'm going to say this. It wasn't a big outcry like everybody thought it was, Rami. We don't care. Just America, do what you want, Jim. I don't care. We won the Super Bowl. Do what you want. You want to put a, a, a Chicago jersey under your uh, shirt? We don't care. We love you. Do whatever you want. That's the kind of way that team was. So Jim can maybe tell that story a little further. So I'll just go with allegedly he did that. Allegedly. 
That's Leroy Butler. Lo- loves to throw around allegedly on the Wendy's Big Show. Heard on our sister station weekdays 10 to 2, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. And obviously the Packers Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist. And Leroy, hopefully they get it right this year and get you in there. And I'll put on that, that green and gold 36 and we'll all head to Canton and celebrate, my friend. I appreciate it. And, Robert, tell your parents I love them, especially your mom. But tell your dad I'm still mad with him because he uh, outpicked me on three games a long time ago. We had to pick NFL games. He went 3-0. and I went 1-2. You tell Pop I'm still upset about that. <laughs> I'll pass along the message, Leroy. I always appreciate you, my man. <laughs> Love you, my brother. Take care. There's Leroy Butler joining me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. We'll keep getting you ready for Bears and Packers from Lambeau Field tonight. Stacy Dales of the NFL Network and 670 The Score NFL contributor. We'll hear from her next. Rami Makloff with you on 670 The Score on a Sunday afternoon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I, I did not notice that at the start. Uh, when you when you now get into it and you see, oh, yeah, they're coming off a bye, and they are too. And um, But that's a part of it. It's no excuse. It, it, it is what it is, and I'm sure there's other times where we're, we're catching somebody that you know has a disadvantage um, as well. So I mean, it's it's uh, it is what it is, and that's that's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah.
That was Bears head coach Matt Nagy. I'm Rami Makloff with you on the score until 4 o'clock. 4.30 is the Bet Rivers pregame show with Mully, Owen Kruitz, Patrick Manley taking you right up to kick off at 7.20 between the Bears and the Packers from Lambeau Field tonight. Hear that one on our sister station, 780 WBD. Here on the score, a full day of live and local broadcast. Tonight, Zach Zaidman was on these airwaves, and he had the chance to catch up with Stacey Dales of NFL Network and SCORE NFL contributor. Bring you that right here, right now on 670 The Score. What sticks out to me is, if you have any pride as an athlete, to hear what Aaron Rodgers said about you, and it's true. I mean, it, it is true that he has dominated the Bears. But to actually hear a guy not just dominate you, but then tell the world I own you, If you have any pride inside that Bears locker room, if you care, that has to bug you. Yeah, it's great to be with you, Zach. I always enjoy when I jump on and you start off the top of the hour giggling about the the, uh, quote that was played by, I think, Adam's the producer today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, It it, it is. It does. I mean, listen, we've all known this for some time. Um, Aaron Rodgers back in week six was emphatic about his comment. Uh, But when you get flipped off at Soldier Field with the bird and you're a competitor like Aaron Rodgers, something some type of emotion is going to come out of you. I got a better, for me this week, Zach, I got a bigger kick out of listening to Rogers answer questions about the, I still own you comment and any concerns he has about retribution that he may see from the bears this week. I don't know, you know, you guys have those uh, on cue, but it was, it was almost, um, it was like Rogers to a T just sort of like dryly and sarcastically, you know, saying how much he loves the rivalry. But he, he, he literally said, and I quote, we have gotten the better of them the last 27, 28 times we've played them for the most part. I mean, are you kidding me? Like he's 22 and five, you know, as far as his record as the starting quarterback of the Packers. He is about to uh, approach a monumental moment in which he'll tie Brett Favre if he wins this game for 23 wins against the Bears, which is at most all-time against the franchise. And um, to, to put a button on that quote, because it was a big quote when Rodgers talked this week, uh, he has no regrets over the comments. But, yeah, to answer your question, if I'm in that Bears locker room, yeah, it hits your ego. Everybody has an ego in life. Some are on the scale of 1 to 10 a 1, some are 5, and some are 10. Um, and, you know, in the National Football League, you almost have to have a bit of an ego to play in this violent game. So, uh, if, if that doesn't stir things up, I don't know what will. Stacy is also the coordinating director of our program. So Adam Stutzinski, our executive producer, here's the quote. <laughs> well, that comment was to the fans yeah. uh, who were giving me the bird. But, uh, but look, this trash talk, uh, every single time you play in divisional games, you know, look, I, you know, trash talk is what it is. It's a, it's a professional environment. It's not really a personal environment for the most part, usually after the game. It's uh, it's all love and positivity. Um, I don't know. You can uh, you can question a whole lot of what I said. You know, we've had a good record over the years against them, and and won a lot of games in Soldier Field and at Lambeau Field. So it's been a, it's been a great rivalry. I'm proud to be a part of it. Uh, you know, we have uh, 
have gotten the better of them the last, uh, I don't know, 27, 28 times we've played them for the most part. <laughs> now this, Adam, now to be fair. Shout out to Adam. That's phenomenal, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be fair, Aaron Rodgers has done a lot this season that has made most people turn on him from a, a Q rating standpoint. And, and I understand that, but you know, the, the thing that, that I respect is he doesn't care. He's very comfortable when it comes to who he is and the, the things he's going to do. And, you know, we, when it comes to football, we are talking about a performance oriented profession and he's performed and performed at a high level, and the numbers tell you everything you need to know about this series, which also tells us a lot we need to know, Stacy, about what it means when it comes to, to Bears football overall. And because the Bears have struggled on the field, 4-8, and eight, because the Bears, even though they've made the playoffs twice in the Matt Nagy era, because his side of the ball, the expertise, is supposed to be offense, and we haven't really seen it since the end of the 2018 season, the rumors have been swirling earlier than I can recall in many seasons, uh, from my days covering the Bears to, to even now. And another rumor comes out this morning, the report by CBS Sports is Jason LaConfora, quote, Trace Armstrong discussed top management position with Bears, Ohio State's Ryan Day, part of possible package. The last report when it came to Nagy was wrong earlier in this season. How... How is this impacting the team behind closed doors, do you think? Well, there's no way you can. I mean, you hear teams, especially at the NFL level, when you have to insulate yourself, right, insulate the team to the outside noise and the outside chatter. It's, in, it's inescapable, to be honest. I mean, every player leaves that facility and goes home and has Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. And not to mention just, you know, jump on Safari on your MacBook so it's almost impossible, in my view, to insulate yourself from something like this. But what I'll go back on for Matt Nagy is his character. I mean, he has he's a man of incredible integrity and character. And, yeah, the wins aren't there. And, you know, you, you go from 2018, Zach, 12-4, and four, and a wild card loss, double doink loss in Chicago to the Eagles. Next year, 8-8. Eight eight. Next year, 8-8. Eight and, eight. and another trip to the playoffs because – the NFL added, a, frankly, a seventh seed. Um, so you go down to New Orleans and lose, and this year it's 4-8. and eight. And it's been a revolving door at quarterback for the last two years. So, you know, he is a man of good integrity. I think the players know that and the coaches know that. The record isn't there, but it's been about developing Justin Fields this year. And so um, there's, there's heat, and there's going to be heat until this thing ends. Ryan Pace is in year seven and a couple trips to the playoffs. So, when you don't in this league, regardless of how I feel or you feel or anybody feels about the individual, it's about a business. And, yeah, I think there's a lot of heat from Bears fans and the, the Windy City. And, uh, you know, at the same time, we'll see what they can do with these last five games with now Justin Fields back again. Because, you know, just to remind everybody, he's missed the last two games with the three cracked ribs. And, He's been a student of the game over there on the sideline. You know, anytime I had an injury, shoot, basketball is much different than football. But anytime as an athlete, you are forced to idly sit on a sideline and witness, observe, and watch and study. 
Yeah, especially I, I would gather for an NFL player because the game is truly complex as far as what these defenses are doing and how they change. I mean, you just saw an Arizona team that Vance Joseph completely structures his game plan defensively around what the other team does. So if they run it, he's going to take away the run. If they don't and they pass it, he's going to take away the pass and give up the run. That's how Vance Joseph is as a D coordinator, one of the reasons their defense has been so good besides getting home on the quarterback. But um, so Justin Fields has had that luxury. I'll be interested to see how he comes out and and, um, is able to take that and sort of decode it uh, in his now first trip to Lambeau Field, but second experience against the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, that first game obviously um, was an experience just playing the Packers, but no David Montgomery, so you don't have your best running back. Um, and, you know, this is going to be a, a unique environment. Just to describe Lambeau for the folks listening, as you know, Zach, it, it, forget the weather. It, it, there's something nostalgic about this place. And Aaron Rodgers, like, he stands on the throne of it. And he owns that field. You, you, he, first of all, they're undefeated this season at home. The Bears haven't beat him there in the last five occasions. I believe the last time was 2015 against Jay Cutler and John Fox, if you can believe that. And uh, it, it, it's just a different place to play. When I'm covering games, the visiting team, the players will come out with their cell phones. Tom Brady did this in the NFC Championship last year. And they, they take it in. Like the visitor, the visiting team takes this in, Zach. They walk around with their phones. They get pictures taken. They take pictures as a team. There's a nostalgia and a mystique about Lambeau Field. And I'll be really fascinated to see how the rookie quarterback in his first trip there comes out. Uh, because, again, he told everybody this week, I've never been the underdog, but I am now. And I like it. I like it when people doubt me. Um, how does that manifest? tonight on a huge stage when you're the only two teams people are watching and you're four and eight. The other thing that stands out, and you kind of briefly mentioned it, I think this is the first time in Justin Fields' career where he's taking on an opponent in the National Football League for the second time. And this is a game of adjustments. So what did he learn the first time around from taking on the Packers' defense? And granted, you go on the road, but to me, Lambeau is no different than some of the the toughest college environments that he's been to, because Lambeau, the whole experience in Green Bay is really more reminiscent of of a college experience than it is an NFL experience. The the stadium's built in a neighborhood very similar to Wrigley. It comes out of nowhere, and then poof, you realize the mystique of Lambeau Field. But here's a guy who's played in many big games over the course of his decorated college career, so... I don't think the mm-hmm. I don't think that the prime time aspect of it is a big deal to him. I, I think being able to overcome what the Packers do is the main issue. Yeah, well, I, I think first of all, when you ask me that question, I think David Montgomery makes a difference. And we all witnessed that Monday Night Football game in which Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback. At Buffalo, which, by the way, Buffalo is one of the worst places to play, and you, we all saw that weather and those grueling 30-mile-per-hour wind gusts up to 40. Um, that's no joke. What did, what did Belichick and Josh McDaniel do? They ran the football. I mean, he threw it three times, for heaven's sakes. I expect the Bears to, you know, be almost stubborn about, we've got to run the football. And he can't get hit. I mean, he knows that. He understands it. It's going to be, uh, you know, really critical for for Justin Fields to maintain his integrity in the pocket because 
Devondre Campbell's coming back off the COVID list, right? We don't still know when Darius Smith's back, but this Packers defense is really, really good. They fly around in the secondary. They love to use the nickel, even dime. They love to use their secondary um, in really unique ways with Joe Barry, and they've created turnovers. So not only are they coming after you up front, but they're, they're able to, to entice you into making poor decisions, which is why they've been very successful this year defensively. Their linebackers have been the best they've been for a long time. Devondre Campbell's a big part of that. Um, so for me, if you have a defense that's real savvy in disguise and they're going to force you into turnovers, and, and he was sacked, I think, four times back in week six, right, Zach? And um, they simply were not good on third down. They were four of 11, I believe, on, on third downs against the Packers in week six. Um, they did have 140 rush yards. I just, again, expect them to be stubborn in trying to run the football uh, against Green Bay. But this defense in Green Bay is, is really good. They're top, top 10 in an, uh, an array of stats this year, um, and they play together. Like, all three levels are on the same page. They communicate really well. And uh, I think it was even Aaron Rodgers who said a couple weeks ago, I'm not about to call us a defensive team just yet. But that was, in, in his words, a, a compliment because they have improved vastly with Joe Barry. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see, right? I, again, it's going to be about 30 degrees, but it's going to feel like it's in the upper teens, maybe low 20s. There's always a little bit of wind at Lambeau. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, the, the worse the weather, the better off he is. So, it, But, listen, these are two smash-mouth football teams in cold-weather games. I don't think that's the issue. I think – you know, how do you protect Justin Fields, ensure that he doesn't take any unnecessary hits on those ribs? How do you get David Montgomery rolling in this game and get the ball out of his hands really quickly? Because uh, it's, it's a big moment, and I'm sure there's going to be a few nerves there for the rookie. There is Stacey Dales earlier today with Zach Zaidman right here on 670. The score, she, she laid out what she thinks is sort of the script for the bears to win this one tonight. And, and I'm, I'm right there with her. I think that's, that's exactly what it's going to take. If the bears are, are going to, to do the unlikely, not the impossible. We just talked with, with Leroy Butler, the, the Packer hall of famer about this game. And, and he pointed out that the first time these two teams met, it wasn't, it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't, it wasn't a slaughter by any means or, or a beat down. It was, it was a 10 point game. So the bears have shown that they can keep it close with this Bears team, and like Leroy said, like you heard Stacey Dales say right there, their best bet in this game tonight is is if they can keep this a low-scoring sc- low affair, keep it in David Montgomery's hands, keep it in the running game as much as possible, utilize the short passing game with Justin Fields, and try to eat up clock. Your, your, your best defense in this one is probably just keeping Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense off the field because – when they're out there, they just overpower this bear this Bears team. And 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 look, we can't count on more than 14 or 17 points from this Bears offense under Matt Nagy. That's 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 what we've learned over the course of four years. So you want to try and 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 keep them off the field and minimize their chances of marching down the field on you as much as possible. If they're gonna win this one, it's probably gonna have to be a David Montgomery game. It's probably gonna have to be this Bears run game that wins it and you complement it with with the short passing game. We'll talk more Packers and Bears and wrap things up right after this with Rami Makloff with you on the score on six seventy on a Sunday afternoon and back right after this. 
I mean, we got a point where we want to win every game, so I feel like our, determin- our determination is no different if it was the New York Jets or if it was the Green Bay Packers. I mean, we want to get a win. We want to go out and try to dominate. Um, and, I mean, it makes it – it'll make it even better if we can get this win against the Packers considering everything that you just stated. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're hungry for a win. I mean, we need a win at this point. There's Packers, excuse me, there's Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson talking about taking on the Green Bay Packers tonight at Lambeau Field. They'll kick off at 7.20 for the latest chapter in the Bears-Packers rivalry. We have pregame coming up for you. Bet Rivers pregame at 4.30 with Mully, Owen Krutz, and Patrick Manley. They'll take you right up until kickoff at 7.20 over there on our sister station, WBBM 780. We have a, uh, a bunch of finals around the NFL. We'll get back to the Bears in just a moment. You can get in a few more minutes to get in your calls, your text at 312-644-6767 or you can tweet at Rami is tweeting R-A-M-I-E is tweeting or at 670 the score the the blowout at the hands of the Chiefs to the loss to the Las Vegas Raiders is complete 48 to 9 the final there 48 to 9 when the Raiders could have fought their way back into contention in the AFC West and uh, the demise of the Kansas City Chiefs obviously uh, much much prematurely reported yeah, good, they good, are back on top of that conference and thing, now uh, healthily back good, atop that conference what was that oh, Adam oh I'm sorry Rami I cut you off there we, no I'm sorry uh, I was just say I was going to say a uh, good thing the Raiders kicked that field goal at the end of the half. That was, yeah, really, that really helped them. Yeah. Out. <laughs> that was. I mean, they would have only had six points had they not kicked that field yeah, goal, know, Adam, uh, and weren't able to get the ball into. And forty-eight to six, so much worse than forty-eight to nine. You do not want to lose forty-eight to six. That's embarrassing. Forty-eight to nine, you can walk home with your head held high. Another game it. that had big <laughs> division and playoff implications. The Browns. They come out on top, 24-22 to 22 the final there. The Ravens tried to pull off the comeback despite losing Lamar Jackson to an ankle injury in the second quarter. He did not return. He'll have MRIs to determine his status uh, down the stretch here for those Baltimore Ravens. Titans, they knock off the Jaguars 20 to nothing. That, uh, that mathematically eliminated the Jacksonville Jaguars from playoff contention. So uh, RIP to their playoff hopes down there in Jacksonville. And maybe RIP to the Urban Meyer era in Jacksonville from some things that I'm hearing. And that's, that would be pretty cool. I love seeing pompous dudes just get knocked down a few pegs and, and recognize and realize who, who they actually are in the big scheme of things. Saints pummel the Jets to keep their playoff hopes alive. 30-9 to the final there. Cowboys over the Washington football team, 27-20. to And then a couple of outcomes, and actually along with the Saints, is Adam, we were talking about the playoff picture earlier and the Bears' place in it. The Saints, the Cowboys, or excuse me, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Seahawks all currently ahead of the Bears right now in that crowded, crowded picture between them and the San Francisco 49ers for the seventh and final playoff spot. All three of those teams come out with the victories today. So it, the, the help that the Bears are going to need along the way, if we're going to talk playoffs at all, they did not get today. And they didn't get it on Thursday either when the Vikings 
knocked off the Steelers. So uh, those playoff hopes, Adam, that that you were you were trying to lay out for us earlier, pointing out that they were just two games behind the San Francisco 49ers, two games and a playmaker. And I pointed out, well, there are six teams between them and those 49ers as well. Four of those teams have won this week. So far, Philadelphia hasn't played and Washington lost, but we have wins for Minnesota, Atlanta, New Orleans, and the uh, Seattle Seahawks. They, they all won this week, which does doesn't bode well for the Bears' playoff chances, well, again, if that's something that, that you're still hanging on to. Are you still again, hanging on to that, Adam? Because you were the one who brought up their two again. games behind the 49. Are you still hanging on to that? Because I'm really not. I've th- I've waved the white flag on this season. No, I don't. No, don't get me wrong. I was mainly ton-in-cheek when I was talking okay. about it earlier. I have no, right. I do not think. Like, I don't have any hope for them making the playoffs. They do. Yeah, all right, cool. They'll get bounced in the first round just like they did last year. But I don't see it. They got... The only reason it happened last year was because they had a super weak December schedule that allowed them to chalk up some wins, and then the Cardinals choked away. Like it, the the Cardinals handed that playoff spot to them more so than the the Bears earned that spot because the Cardinals sure. all the Cardinals had to do was win one of their last two games to get in. And they beat a really, they lost to a really beat up 49ers team and then lost to the Rams who were starting, like, I don't even know who at quarterback. So, yeah, anyway, it's it's not happening. Yeah, they they backed their way in last year and they, they'd have to back their way in this year. And honestly, now again, I brought this up a few times throughout the show. Two different signs to me as a football fan, as a sports fan in general. You got, you know, the more analytical, more critical thinker on one side. Then you got the meatball on the other side. The more analytical, more critical thinker knows that a playoff appearance in 2021 would mean absolutely nothing to the big picture as far as this Bears team, where they're headed, getting this thing on track, being a real contender in the NFC or the NFL as a whole. It would mean absolutely nothing whatsoever. The meatball in me is like, hey, one, first of all, one more week of football to be interested in, and secondly... You never know, right? You just never know. Any given Sunday in the NFL, yeah, they're the seventh seed. Yeah, they're the wild card. Yeah, they're going to have to win three games just to get to the Super Bowl after they probably pulled off, you know, eight wins over the course of a 17-win season and somehow snuck into the playoffs. Yeah, all that is going to have to happen. But anything can happen any given Sunday, right? That's that's the meatball side of me. But the the, the more critical and analytical side of me knows that Man, that seven seed, literally, if you think about it, literally, the Chicago Bears last year, I don't remember who got the seven seed in the AFC in the first year of the inception of that seven seed. Literally, the Bears got one of the two most meaningless playoff appearances in the history of the NFL. Yeah, they got in. Yeah, they played in the postseason. But did anybody ever realistically think that, that that was going anywhere, that they were going to do anything, that big picture-wise this organization was back on track and we'd be talking about playing for titles anytime soon? Because I didn't. I didn't. And honestly, the only good thing that could come out of this team making some kind of run, some miraculous run, and getting plenty of help from the six or seven teams between them and the playoff picture right now, the only thing that could come out of it is the McCaskies and Ted Phillips and Ryan Pace, if he's still involved in the decision-making process, looking at this thing and going, you know what? You know what? Maybe maybe things aren't so bad. Maybe 
maybe we stay on this course. You know, we do like to collaborate with the people that we have in the building here. We're really good at collaborating around here. And look, look at this. Another 500 or right around 500 season where we managed to sneak our way into the playoffs. Let's keep, let's bring it back. Let's, let's, let's run it one more time with the old band of, of Pace, Nagy, and company. I just don't, I, I don't want that, man. I, I don't think that anything that's going to happen down the stretch here is going to restore my faith in, in Nagy or Pace or the Bears organization. Like I was saying to start the show, I don't know if they can do anything in the offseason to restore my faith in this organization because I feel like it goes straight up to the top. I think it goes all the way up to the McCaskies that, that I've lived a life of futility as a Bears fan and irrelevance. For the most part, we had like that little oasis of the Lovey Smith era, which was cool. It was nice. But really what came out of it, not much other than like a respite from bad non-competitive football. That That's all that was. And other than that, my whole life has been watching this organization flounder and watching them not be able to put together the kind of the kind of in- culture, the kind of environment where a a franchise quarterback can emerge and be developed and B we could see some level of consistent success and, and contendership for this Chicago bears team meatball. Sure. I'd like to see them get back into the playoffs. The other side of me knows that if anything, that might be a bad thing for the Chicago bears as an organization. I got to run. I got to make way coming up in the next half hour between now and the Bet Rivers pregame show with Mully and Olin Krutz and uh, Patrick Manley. Right here on 670 The Score as we continue to get you ready for Packers and Bears tonight. You'll hear from Tom Thayer and Brad Biggs. My thanks to earlier on the show, joined by Michael Irvin, Hub Arkish, Cody Westerland, Leroy Butler, Stacey Dales. If you missed any of those interviews or anything on the show today, check it out at 670thescore.com or on your Odyssey app. My thanks to Adam Studzinski on the other side of the glass on the ones and twos and producing this one up for us today. I'm Rami Makhlouf saying thanks for listening. I'm back on The Score Friday night, 6 to 9, right here on 670 The Score. Your home for Chicago Bulls basketball. Oh, dear God, no! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.